There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, Holly, JP, Jim. What's happening, everybody? It's Thursday morning, and you are watching Mizzy. I don't even know. On Mornings with Mizzy, the Mizzy Bender Show. I'm still trying to sort it out, and it confuses me every single time I say it. So there might be a change in the future. I'm not sure. In any event, uh, it's been a great couple of days. I mean, we know. I know we, we just chatted on Tuesday. Um, not really much has been going on. The one thing I did want to share was about a story that I didn't get to the other day about uh, a new play toy that we had. And it kind of goes into today's topic on, you know, going back to basics on the lifestyle. I thought that it was a great segue from all the different conversations that we've been having and, uh, you know, kind of things like that. So that's where we're at. Uh, I just want to look at my notes because I did this last night and I usually look at it beforehand and I didn't this morning. So that was all of my intros, I guess. Uh, today's topic. It came because we've been talking a lot about the negative aspects that come along with, and not negative, maybe like repercussions or something like that, or, you know, maybe the uneasy feelings that we have. We kind of, I feel like, do things when we're not necessarily comfortable with them. All sorts of different things. And we've been having so much conversation around, like, the awareness and, you know, about living the lifestyle in such a healthy, positive, fun way instead of, you know, all this weird stuff that kind of circles around us. And so I thought it would be great to go back to the ethical slut. I'm reading volume two. I always reference volume two. You can find it on Amazon and things like that. And and honestly, the chapter really started with who we are and what is a slut and what does that really mean? And then it goes into the different myths and um, the I guess like the, the reality versus myths of the swingers lifestyle, alternative lifestyle. And so it was the perfect way to kind of launch into the 75 day challenge also, because as I keep mentioning, you know, us being in the lifestyle is about mind, body, and soul. To me, when I think about the lifestyle, it's about being who we are, uh, you know, to the utmost, fullest possible person that we can be and keep growing every day and, you know, just being the best, right? Because it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be alternative. It's supposed to be in addition to whatever our regular lives are, right? And so I think about all these fun aspects of things and I thought it would be really great to go and take a moment, think about and take a take a really deep, deep dive look inside. Like why did you start, why did you enter the lifestyle? What were the reasons and thoughts behind it? Are they still true to this day? You know, have you reevaluated them? Have you gotten down and I don't know, realigned with your partner, you know, all these different thoughts that I have. And because of that, going into the 75 day challenge makes us kind of break down who we are as an individual. Like what are our goals in life? What are we trying to accomplish? And it all encompasses about being our very best selves. So I'm really excited uh, to launch all this kind of at the same time and have these healthy discussions going on at the same time. This is a kind of a touchy subject too that kind of goes with it. I had somebody reach out to me about mental health within the lifestyle and that some really find having anxiety and um, some of the mental health issues that you know we all go through um, kind of come to the forefront in the lifestyle and some feel like the person that's struggling with it, of course it's your right to feel, you know, you have all these kind of mental things going on and the anxiety and all of these like uneasy feelings going on. And then you have the person on the other hand who's saying, well, you know what? The lifestyle is just a really fun place to be. And if you're anxiety filled and you're having all these different things, I'm confused as to why you're in the lifestyle. Now this was kind of brought to me and I was like, okay, you know, we can get into all these discussions together throughout all these same topics because it is mind, body, and soul 
of course, in the most delicate way without it making anybody, you know, feel bad or anything. But because of all of these things is what brought us to today's show today. And I'm really excited to kind of uh, deep, in, deep dive into the reasons why I became part of the lifestyle. And I really did this exercise so I can kind of really show what my thought process is and like why I think it's important to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, good morning, Sean. Good morning, Lorenzo. How is everybody doing to the morning? It's so great to see so many so live this morning. It's so wonderful. Okay, so going into why did I enter the lifestyle? When I started to think about this, and truthfully, it really be it came out of one of the exercises in the in the Ethical Slut book. That's one of the reasons why I like this book as well, is because when you read a chapter, at the end of it, there's usually a takeaway or some sort of exercise for you to think through, you know, what you just read or how does it apply to you. Now, it didn't come out of this first uh, chapter. I don't actually know where this exercise came from. But it was like, okay, why did I enter the lifestyle? And I wrote it down here in my handy-dandy little show outline. And so I, I thought about the process, right? For me, where did it start? It started because I met Spencer four years ago. Perfect anniversary time, right? And at that time, what were my thoughts? My thoughts were, well, I was in a really challenging situation. And I kind of was intrigued by his whole lifestyle. I was intrigued that somebody was allowed you know, to live this way. And when I started to kind of get that excited, exhilarating feeling inside about what the lifestyle meant and really what Spencer's lifestyle was, I started to think back to my own self. Okay, so at a very early age, I know I was super sexual. You know, like I remember, you know, being in early grade school and being super excited about the super lingerie magazines that my dad would have, you know, and just knowing that I was like, a, just like weird tingly feelings that you get when you're just young and, you know, exploring and different things. And so that started really early for me. So check. All right. I knew I was like, you know, interested in this stuff. Now at that early age, you kind of like, as you get older, you look back and you're like, wow, that was like kind of really young to be, you know, interested in sex and this, that, and the other thing. And you start to have like these uneasy feelings of like, am I allowed to feel this way? Is it not okay? Like, is there something wrong with me? And you kind of push those things, you know, down and you don't allow yourself to kind of, you know, feel them and recognize them. Now, I'm not saying I did that in grade school. I'm just saying like as time went on, maybe when I got into high school or, you know, these different points in time when, you know, I did have different thoughts of like, what would it be like to be with a girl? You know, all these different things, yet never acted on them. Now, Thinking back to me liking girls, like, I guess I've always had that attraction. I was trying to really figure out at what point in time I really was like, oh my God, you know, I really like females. Truthfully, I, I really can't identify a, a point in time. What I can say, though, is was it a mandatory thing for me to have in my life while I was growing up? It doesn't seem to be necessary, right? There are some of us who have these ultimate desires where you do need to have, you know, a sexual encounter with this kind of human or that kind of human. I don't really have that kind of, I wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, I only have to bang a guy today. I don't get those kinds of things. I wake up in the morning and I feel super sexual, right? I don't have a thought of, at the end of the day, this is what my sex life is going to look like because, well, today it changes so very much. So I guess when I think back to, you know, how I was developing over time and what my thoughts were, I never had that very specific thing where it was like, I need this. It was always a curiosity of, all right, I would love to explore this. Not enough for me to negate who I was inside. It wasn't, a, it wasn't enough for me to feel not confident on who I was from a sexual standpoint, or I should say from my, my sexuality standpoint. You know, I know some some humans really struggle about, you know, coming out as gay or bisexual or swinger or whatever our classification is that we're nervous to come out as. Um, I never, I never experienced those kind of uneasy feelings. I've always just gone with a very open mindset into things. And because of that made it so much easier for me to be so much more open-minded to the way that Spencer lived because, you know, I know I always had these fluffy thoughts um, it was never a mandatory thing, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, 
do I actually get to act on what is going on here? And so, of course, I started to get these super exhilarating, intense feelings inside when I started to think about the lifestyle and what it could bring to me and what value to my life it could have, if any, right? And so I always felt like I had a super kinky kind of inside. I think about, you know, sex. And sometimes when people think about sex, it's very vanilla. You know, you have like one style, you know, you have, you know, maybe the female is just on her back. I don't know. There's no toys. I don't know. It's very just one way, right? There's no um, extra. There's no foreplay. There's no, you know, day-long bantering. Uh, you know, some people have just very basic kind of interactions, which is totally cool. When I think about sex, that's not what I think about. I think about all these amazing, fascinating toys and Jesus, how many fingers can you fit? I mean, like, I think about all these really great things. And then you add Miss Lady into the mix of it, and I get to think about the kink, like, real kink BDSM side of things because she takes things to a different level. So, you know, I think about these things, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And the only way I could really relate to these kinds of thoughts and bringing it to a reality and understanding that I really, really was interested in, you know, maybe one day hopefully experiencing these things is when the 50 shades 50 shades series came out now i know that a lot of people don't like to reference that book simply because you know they don't feel like it's the right portrayal of the lifestyle itself so let's take away all that hubbub stuff and let's think about the red room and only the red room that's what i think of when i think about sexual encounters and when that book came out you know the world was lit on fire when it came to sex, awareness of it, sexual desires, females being a little bit more in tune with acknowledging the fact that we're allowed to be sexual. Um, I'll never forget when this book launched, I was PTA member. I was vice president of our PTA at the time and I was secretary of the PTA board for the entire district. And so I spent a lot of time with the PTA moms, board specifically. It involved a lot of wine, a lot of brainstorming, a lot of strategy nights and different things like that. But at the time, this book came out. And at the, that moment, it kind of opened up everybody's minds. And there was so much conversation around sex. And there was so much conversation around, you know, this Christian gray mentality of this fierceness, this, um, I don't know, you know, there was... I know that they were banging a lot more and I was trying to bang a lot more and bring a little bit more excitement into, you know, what was happening in my marriage, although my husband was not receptive to it at the time. Uh, you know, it, I, it was still something that made one think about things like outside the box and be like, okay, here's the turning point in life. Now, with that being said, I'm just going to go and check the comments because I've been babbling a whole lot. Okay, where are we? So Matthew says, I know for us, we don't technically fall into swingers category, but I know Jess was bi before she did. And as her husband, I knew I'd never give her what a woman could. So it's my job to make sure those aspects of her life are fulfilled. In that process, I found that I have more love than one person can take. I need to be able to apply love to more than just one person. I love this. This goes back to my next example and I'm glad that you shared that because now in my marriage and I'll go back to the red room of excitement and stuff like that but in my marriage my husband cheated on me in various different ways like online with different kinds of interactions with females specifically you know in person with different females and I gotta be honest with you and it's the strangest thing to say and I, I had the conversation with my brother also that you know I have to be truthful I never actually got upset with the fact of knowing that he banged somebody else. It was literally the fact of you were lying and you didn't communicate it with me. So when I think about that kind of mentality, I think to myself, there has to be something bigger in my brain, right? There's, a, there's an issue on why you don't find it wrong that he had sexual encounters with somebody else and you know, you only find it wrong that he lied to you about it. But then it made me think about how I live today. 
I think it's unreasonable for us to all feel like the second that you get into a relationship, all your feelings for everybody else goes away. That seems really unrealistic. I can say that there have been a few times throughout my marriage itself where, you know, not, I guess like crushes or something. You know, you meet somebody new for the first time and for some odd reason they just, you know, bring something out. Whatever, whether it's like a flirtatious, uh, who the fuck knows what it is. I know I have a very open-minded mentality so sometimes that could come off as being flirtatious i know that i could be very sexual too and so sometimes you know all that kind of comes out in a very like i don't know you know and you kind of just create these different bonds with people for whatever the reason so it's unrealistic to me to think that once you get married and you put this ring on your finger that all of a sudden everything in your brain for everybody else just disappears that's crazy and that's like you know like I don't understand like women or men, whomever, that get mad at the other partner when they're looking at another, you know, human in life. Like it's unrealistic to think that everything just goes away the second that you meet your soulmate or whatever it is. That can't possibly be the case. That's not how we're built as humans. And so for me, it, it went back to this very open type of thing. You know, don't forget Spencer had a partner when I met him. And so to have this reality in front of me that he had this partner and he was allowed to be with other females. And I don't know, the whole composition of it showed me that yes, you can provide different love to so many different people. And I think that everybody completes us in different ways if you have that in you. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has, you know, this thoughts in us because there are some that really do enjoy just like the basic kind of sex and they think that, you know, some of the things that we partake in are, are a little bit extra. And I can also say that there are some humans out there that I think participate in, in activities that I think are super extra too, but that's not for us to judge. It's just for us to accept one another and say that whatever your sexual being is, is totally okay because nobody's going to be in that bedroom with us at the end of the day, except for our own selves and whomever those partners are. So we should be allowed to be super open about how we're feeling and how we want to engage and not have these shameful thoughts that we've been grown up with because that's kind of how I relate it back. I relate it back to thinking when I was a child that this has got to be wrong, that I can't be thinking about sex this early or be interested in this early. Like, what is this? Now, did it make me like a super, you know, nasty person as I've grown up because I was so repressed, you know, throughout, you know, my whole life realizing today that, you know what, maybe I do have a need for those things that I didn't necessarily think I have a need for. Because when I think about my future, I would never be able to go back to a basic kind of setup, right? Because I see the whole world of possibilities and I see how much it fulfills me. Now, I can't necessarily say that it would work out if it was, you know, like had Spencer been a different person, would it be the same? I have no idea because I entered this with Spencer and so with his kind of guidance and the things that he's experienced from a, from a sexual standpoint, I guess the, the activities that he's participated in, some of the, um, the fun moments that he's had that he's shared with me makes me say, oh my gosh, I really want to try those things too. I didn't even know that they existed. Um, so I think that because of the way that he set up the lifestyle for me made it so much easier for me to be super open-minded about it. If I had not met him and I was just divorcing my husband, I don't really honestly think I'd be in the lifestyle. What I probably think would be that I would be single for a very long time because I was super enjoying trying to find my freedom and things like that. So I think I would have been more of an independent soul, just like let me rock on my world and just be my own queen and, you know, kind of just do that for a bit. But having a partner who allows you to open up your sexuality, like Matthew was saying, to embrace, you know, your bisexual side of things because that's something that one can't provide to you is so, um, so comforting maybe. And it feels so just wonderful to feel so completed on the inside for my own self. So because of those reasons, I'd never be able to go back to a vanilla lifestyle, but they're all reasons what make me feel so comfortable about being in the lifestyle today. So when I think about the alternative lifestyle, because it's not necessarily swingers, because I certainly don't put myself in a swinger category and take away the labels, but alternative lifestyle, I think for me that's so much better simply because 
it's not just about sex. When I think about swinging, the foundation of swinging is just swapping partners. When I think about alternative lifestyle in general, it's honestly whatever you shape it as. And I think about me being able to dress super sexy whenever I want to. Maybe I don't have to wear clothes. Maybe I do have to wear clothes. Will Spencer care? Not at all. You know, I can live my most free self. I can explore my own sexuality, whether that's, you know, basic one day or super raunchy the next day. Um, I have this found freedom. Now, when I think about that found freedom, though, it has nothing to do with my partner. It has to do with my own self and my journey through the lifestyle. And that was, you know, going through all these bullet points and talking through all of this stuff that I'm talking out loud internally to say, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Is this something that I do need? Is this something, now need is used lightly, right? And when I think about all these, there's not one negative aspect about this lifestyle that comes to the table for me. It's made me who I am. It's you know truly who I am, not who I was supposed to be. You know, becoming part of the lifestyle has allowed me to peel off every single layer because you have no choice but to be super honest, right? And especially because we've all dealt through the ups and downs of what the lifestyle can bring, right? I don't sit here today and preach like I've had the most glorious journey through the lifestyle because I haven't. But all of those bumps and bruises along the way has made me feel so much more self-confident in saying and standing up for what I believe in in the lifestyle. For example, getting into the lifestyle does not mean that you don't have control over your partner, that you have control, that you, it doesn't mean that you you allow them to go into the world with no rules and no boundaries because you want them to be super free and you don't want to control them. No, it's not about that. It's about having open-minded conversation with your partner to say, these are the things that we equally enjoy and I support you for it. But you know what? If this doesn't work out for me, uh, I need this boundary in place. And you're allowed to do that. And I did that early on, not knowing and not being educated in the lifestyle as I was migrating into the lifestyle, finding out who I was and trying to understand what it meant, who Spencer was in the lifestyle, what he was looking for in it, understanding all the emotions behind it. I was also dealing with these really wacky, wonky moments, which made me realize I need to have boundaries and rules in place even if that forfeited the end result of my relationship with Spencer, because my value of what I was willing to accept was worth so much more than him. And that's no offense to you, Spencer, if you're watching this. Um, It's just simply stating that, you know, as you learn and grow, you understand the things that you are not willing to accept. And that's disrespect. And that's feeling uncomfortable. If there's a moment in time where you get that weird, uneasy feeling in your gut, it's okay for you to say, you know what, this isn't working out for me. And I had to do that a lot of times. And I had to put in very, very hardcore boundaries at times. And I'm so happy I did that because that gave me the courage and strength and voice to live the best lifestyle that I'm living today and not have any regrets and not feeling like I can't speak my true peace and share everything and anything with Spencer that's making me feel uncomfortable. In those moments, yeah, was he super happy that I had to put on these different kinds of rules and boundaries within the relationship? No, he wasn't. But he was also willing to explore the relationship with me further, that he valued what I had to say. And because he valued what I had to say and respected my my part in the relationship, he wanted to participate in those rules and boundaries. And so that's how you grow together in a relationship. Not, you know, putting rules and boundaries on somebody isn't a negative thing. It's just a really healthy way to keep things strong and moving forward. And so in chapter one of The Ethical Slut, you'll hear a lot about uh, these, you know, a lot about this. I just wanna go back into the, uh, the comments really quick. So, Oh, baby, I'm missing a bunch of stuff here. I love these conversations. Good morning, Wendy. June bug. Today's the last day, man, for all of us in the ASN Awards. It's been a long journey. So for everybody that has voted for us throughout this entire time, we appreciate you and thank you so very much. I cannot wait to find out really how this all comes together. So if there's any good energy and karma within your souls, please put it up to the universe. So Mizzy's Boutique is nominated as the best 
be best retail outlet in the world. That would be amazing. Junebug for best DJ. Lorenzo for influencer. The Paradise Club for best club uh, resort location. I forget what the specific category is, but um, it's just so freaking amazing. So Holly says, even though we don't share each other separately, I would be lying if I said that people we have met and connected with in the lifestyle, sexually or not, didn't touch our lives in certain ways that otherwise wouldn't exist. It's the communication we have with one another that keeps those negative thoughts or feelings at bay. Don't get me wrong, we are human and get those knee-jerk reactions like everyone else, but it's how we speak about it and react to it determines how we work through it and find the deeper issue. Head on accurate, Holly. You know, so everything that happens, we keep talking about the foundation of everything has got to be communication. I've always said from day one, from the second that this morning show has started, I truly honestly feel that there is not any conversation in the world that we can't have with one another as adults in the most proper way to resolve a situation, right? There's, there should always be a point in time where you can talk about anything that you want to. How you communicate it is definitely going to, you know, put the tonality on the conversation itself and what the reac reaction of the other person is. Um, but that's, you know, thinking before you react, right? That's really settling into your thoughts and being able to articulate things clearly so you're not coming off defensive, reactive, or anything for that other person to react to you. You know, it's along the way, you know, for me, I should say, so when I find these gentlemen that I really like to play with, not that I say that it's a crush, but it's, it's like, a, it's an extra little zing that goes on, right? And there's some, there's some qualities that go on there that exhilarate me. And it is almost like that initial kind of crush type of thing, which makes me believe, you know, I can love more in different ways. And it makes me so happy that Spencer is able to let me be so free. And it's not even Spencer at this point in time. You know, it's so silly because when I think about the entire thing in general, yes, yeah, Spencer showed me this world, but it's our own individual paths, right? So I appreciate the fact that Spencer and I have this lovely relationship. But, and yes, at the end of the day, we're letting each other live these lives. But it's not letting because this is the life that we chose together. And so this is just our life. You know, there's not any point in time where Spencer's going to turn around tomorrow and be like, oh, guess what? You know, Mind Bender Parties doesn't exist anymore. Mizzy's boutique is gone. Uh, you know, Mizzy Bender Carp is shut down. And, you know, we're vanilla people. It's super unrealistic. We're never going to be those, you know, humans. And I think about, you know, myself and my journey through, you know, being an individual. There's not many places that you can go to and you know wear super colorful wigs and you know probably different 10 different colored eye makeups and you know every single color on your body wardrobe and be like here I am I'm here to party and people accept you you know and they probably look at you like you're a fucking clown and be like what is going on here uh and I'm super extra like that at times so to be able to go into the lifestyle and just you know create this person and just be who I want to be every single day is super freeing for Spencer to support that in such a lovely way makes my heart happy. Did he accept it from the beginning? No fucking way he didn't. I think initially he was just like, what is going on here? What is going on with this girl? You know, he's very matchy. He has his very, he has this idea, I guess, of what wardrobes should look like and stuff like that. And here I come, you know, completely fucking off the wall. And he's just like, I don't even know what to do with you. But that's because he gave me a safe place to find out exactly who I was and become my best self that I won't compromise at anymore. And even if it's at his own, you know, whatever, like, I'm sorry, like, I'm just not changing who I am anymore for anybody else. And if at the end of the day, this relationship doesn't work out, which is not what I'm saying, you know, I'm really sorry that we came to terms with that. But, you know, I'm going to move on and I'm going to make sure I can live my best love, my best self, because I'm never going to compromise, you know, who I was or compromise to go back to who I was prior to finding myself in the lifestyle. The other thing is, is like about rules and boundaries too. You know, it's a funny example, but I was thinking about it last night and it had something to do with I, what I read in the book too. And it made me chuckle. I'll have to find it. But it was something along the lines of, you know, sticking to your boundaries, right? And so Spencer has a tendency to live in his own world sometimes and not really share and communicate 
what goes on in his brain, which is a huge issue, right? When I think about the things that have an issue with Spencer and I, it's super funny. It's, it's honestly communication issues because he doesn't, he's so much better at it from where he was on day one, but still not, you know, like where I would like him to be. But I've changed my reaction to it. Example. So Spencer's daughter comes over for uh, dinner on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, this past Tuesday, he got out of work late. She was going to go do something. So their timing, by the time he got home, she would have to leave. And it just didn't make any sense. So, okay, cool. They're, everybody's coming over for dinner tonight. Spencer's parents and his daughter's coming over for dinner tonight. Great. Spencer's at his at work yesterday doing his thing. I start cooking dinner at nighttime. And, you know, he calls me. It's like 530. He's like, okay. Um, I'm like almost, you know, home. I left or whatever. I'll probably be home like a half hour or something like that. So I was like, okay. So I started making dinner and I just made like these little chicken cutlets and a salad and whatever. And he's like, all right. So, you know, my daughter will be here in a little while for dinner and stuff like that. I was like, okay, well, you didn't tell me that she was going to be here for dinner. So I didn't make any dinner for her. So however this works out, uh, you know, it was like sort of along those lines, but I wasn't just like, oh, and he made these plans with her the night before. So he was like, oh, I thought I told you this yesterday. No, sir, you did not. So since you did not tell me, I'm not going to rush around and try to accommodate your schedule. You should have told me yesterday. So no, sorry. However the composition of the kitchen is right now and whatever you find in the refrigerator and whatever goes on, have at it. But that's that. So like I'm no longer going to get upset about him not telling me these things. I'm just not going to react on them. And eventually he'll either realize I'm not reacting on them and he's going to have to start managing a lot on his own or figure out how to communicate better. I'm just not going to play into it. And so I thought that, the, I'm sorry, Spencer, if you're, if you're watching this, but you know that that's how I am, so sorry. But there was a part within this book about the myths and realities, about, you know, giving up complete, complete control and having to, you know, abide by everything that it is that your other person is doing because that's just what we do in a relationship and that's how we're supposed to be. No, that's what happens when codependency happens. You know, when you, you know, start to conform and have to, you know, do everything that the way the one person says or does and this, that, and the other thing. That's very unhealthy. And for a while, I was very confused on what I was supposed to do, right? Because here I am, uh, you know, I'm a stay-at-home housewife, if you, if you want to imagine saying it like that. You know, I don't have to leave the household to do my job. And, you know because of that Spencer thinks I have like all this time on my hands but it's my time right and it's my schedule it's the way that I you know compose my day it shouldn't be dependent on what he does and for the longest time that's how I was living my life I think because I honestly don't know why maybe for a second it was really great to give up control because I lived so much of in control that I was like oh this is so great to kind of just like free flow and not have to think for a second but in actuality that's not what was going on uh, I was not happy you know like a few things that really started to get like unhealthy for me I'm an early riser Spencer is not an early riser so in the morning not now, I've changed my habits just a tad bit, but it took me some time to get here. In the morning, I would wake up super early, I would go get my journal, I would have my cup of coffee. After I was done journaling, I would work out. And I would do this all in the dark. I would leave my bedroom, I'd go in the living room, and I would do this. When I met Spencer, and I started to sleep over his house, or you know, we finally started to like sleep together and then eventually move in together and stuff, he would get upset that I would leave the bed. And be like, why do you gotta get out of the bed? And I'm like, but because this is how my morning starts. And this is how I do my thing. Like, this is just what I do. So then I started to compromise. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, he really wants me in here. He really wants me by his side. And I thought that was so lovely. I'm like, oh, he wants to snuggle with me in the morning. You know, I never had this, you know, want and need for me to be by somebody's side. And so it was a really lovely thing. So I stopped getting out of bed in the morning. And I stopped journaling in the morning. And then I stopped exercising in the morning. And eventually I just things got super fucking wonky and I got really confused in my brain and I'm just like, what the fuck, right? And then I would wake up early in the morning and I would go right on my phone. And so then I'd be on my phone all morning while he's sleeping. Now, if you wake up at fucking 4.30 in the morning and he's sleeping until nine, that's a tremendous amount of hours, you know, to be on on your phone in the morning. What, do you, what was I even doing? I don't even fucking know what I was doing, just dicking around, I guess. But it started to make me feel frustrated because I was like, why the fuck am I not getting out of bed? He's sleeping. He doesn't even know if I'm here or not. Like, this is absurd. This is crazy. 
And so I started to slowly find my balance on what I thought was best for me. Yes, I love that you want me to be in bed with you. And yes, I love the fact that I'm, I'm loved and appreciated in this way. But I'm losing myself. And this isn't right. This isn't what the relationship is supposed to be. I'm not supposed to conform uh, to, you know, to what you want and you know how you like things. So now he bought me a light, like a book light. So in the morning I wake up, I do my journal with my book light, I read, I do all these different things and yet I'm still in the bed and I still feel like I'm accomplishing what I really want to in a really peaceful way and still giving him his security and whatever it is that he needs. But I saw how quickly and easy it was for me to get lost in his way and sometimes you know, his timing and things like that. He's very stern on being erratic <laughs> and not on time and, you know, all over the board. And that really puts me in a pickle, right? Because exactly like the morning schedules and stuff like that, I was getting very frustrated with him because he's very unpredictable on where his, his mornings were taking him. Now, I love you. And yes, I take care of you and I send you out. But that does not mean that you, because you're unreliable, you have to fuck up my schedule you know, that shouldn't impact things. So then I was like, okay, so now I have to figure out all these different things to make sure that I'm still owning my own person and still owning the things that are important to me while still balancing my relationship with him. And it's fucking really difficult. You watch it every single day. But because of these difficulties, it helps us grow as humans together in the relationship, us as individuals. And it makes me realize how much more I love our life in general because when you start to get the balance and really feel the balance, it's so much more joyful than being on this roller coaster uh, in life from what I've experienced and what I've, you know, kind of endured in life. And so going back to basics to understand why I'm participating in the lifestyle. It's all this weird stuff that I'm spewing because it's not one clear cut answer. It's all these remarkable feelings that it makes me feel inside from the enhancements of things. And so for that, I'm really appreciative, uh, you know, just to have a brain dump and to put it all out there and to share how messy and, and confusing it could be when we're trying to identify all the reasons why we do something in life. And because we try and separate out and do something different from our partner, doesn't mean that we're being negative or ill-mannered or anything of the sort. It's just that we're trying to create healthy boundaries for our own selves so we can be our best selves every single day, which makes our relationship the best that they can be. So I'm gonna go check the comments really quick. Kind of regroup on my brain for a moment and then jump back in. Doo, doo, doo. Okay, so Holly says the problem is not everyone is ready to be honest with themselves, let alone with each other. I think that everyone needs to know you can't rush into the lifestyle situations without building your foundation within your own relationship first. The level of communication it takes to have, um, where the heck did it go? The level of communication it takes to have a healthy lifestyle and relationship with one another is more than anyone ever thinks it is possible. If you currently struggle with communication, you shouldn't dive into the lifestyle. I agree with that also, Holly. You know, again, going back to the 75-day challenge and realizing and recognizing that not everybody could be their most honest selves. That's why I wanted to go back to basics. That's why I wanted to have this show. And, and kind of talk about it because number one, the 75 day challenge, mind, body, and soul, exercise, regroup, it's you know hydration. There's all these different things that go into our own well-being. Now, when you have that time where you could just be in your own self and not have any of that stuff, you tend to kind of find your thoughts a little bit more. Not that you're in a meditative state, but you have a little bit more peace and you're separated and you're kind of doing your own thing, which helps you find yourself. When you start to find yourself is when you can start to become your most honest self. And so for me, doing the 75-day challenge is kind of coming to terms with all these things that we want in life, but not sure how we get to them. And change is really difficult, right? Now, I've been working on the 75-day challenge for a couple weeks now, right? I've shared that I didn't want to go into the challenge being um, uneducated as to how it would feel or just not be knowledgeable on how to properly support you as you start your journey, right? Now, I 
told you I have my book. Now I have a book for everything. I've got my, you know, this is just my regular working book where I have like a lot of, this is just pretty much my social media, you know, mornings with Mizzy show. And I don't know, some other stuff in there that I document. Um, funny enough, this notebook is like a fucking $300 notebook. I don't even know why one would own it, but my boss, my CEO at, at my corporate job purchased it for me and uh, all this paper. So I'm really trying to find use for it, <laughs> truthfully. And that's the only reason why I have it. I generally would only really work in small notebooks, but I was like, Jesus Christ, for a notebook that expensive, you think I should fucking use it all the time. Um, so if you see me carrying around this notebook all the time, you'll know why, because it's just like, you got to do something with it. But then I have my journal. I, the lighting in here is not great, but you know, I have my tracking journal for the 75 day challenge, you know, because when you write it down, it becomes real. When you write it down, you can't run away from it because it's right here on paper. Right. And so I started this book on June 15th. It's now June 30th. So we're about two weeks in, right? I could tell you this was fucking really hard. It was very, very difficult for me to get into the momentum of taking on this challenge. It was very difficult Father's Day weekend because I had company and we had event, you know, parties and stuff like that. But all of these things over the last couple of weeks have given me the understanding of where my difficulties are and where I need to focus better on on the next, you know, day or weeks to come. And so I feel really appreciative of that. What I can tell you is, you know, drinking a gallon of water, I finally accomplished the task two days ago. So two days in a row, I've officially drank my two gallons of water. I try really hard to get to that to get to that gallon of water a day, but I don't always hit it. Having it written down in the book and me actually having to put like a scribble on it makes me really focus on trying to do it. My my boxes are starting to pop, you know, fill in. I can't even figure out how to do this on screen because they're all backwards, but my boxes are starting to fill in every single day and I feel more excited to fill in the box because when I look at it and I say, oh my God, this was a really healthy, successful day for me. It makes me feel empowered to get to the next day. So I would encourage you, you know, do that. But this also made me have to sit here and think about like, what are the things I really want to change about myself? What are the things that I really need to figure out in life to make me my best self? Because that's what this is about, being my best self every single day. And I realized that spending so much time on social media really was doing a dis, um, was doing a, not a disservice to me. It really wasn't healthy. I mean, I love speaking with everybody and I love answering all your comments and I love doing all that and everything. However, I really enjoy exercising and I really enjoy stretching and listening to music and reading. You know, I have a new book, which I'll talk about soon, but you know, all these different things. But for me being on social media all day, it clouded my brain, number one, from a business standpoint, because I was so focused on making sure I'm answering everybody and doing this and doing that, that I didn't really think big picture. So if you're wondering why I've withdrawn from social media a little bit, if you've even noticed, it's because of this, because I realized that I need to take a step back and think bigger picture and how does it all fit together for me to be my most successful self, right? Because at the end of the day, this is my business and no offense, I am trying to take over the world. And I can't do that by sitting on social media every single day, right? And so I had to realize, all right, for me to be in a really great place, I need my workspace to be clear. I need my house to be clean. I need to, you know, eat healthy. I need to find balance. And what I was finding was when I would wake up in the morning and I would go directly onto social media at 4 a.m., I got like locked in. So immediately, all day, that's the only thing I did was, you know, spend it on social media. Now that I wake up and I journal and I read, I don't touch social media until like nine or 10 o'clock in the in the morning. And, you know, I kind of do what I need to do. And then I get back onto business and I feel really great. And with that, it's given me the point, in, you know, the opportunity to make sure my house is continually clean because that was something that I was, you know, falling short on. And there's no reason for it. I'm fucking home all day. There's no reason why the house should be disorganized that's my fault right that's my responsibility and so i needed to find out a way i needed to figure out how you know how am i going to balance my day where i could fit this all in the right way 
And so when I started to think about what my journal was going to look like for this 75-day challenge, it was it was this. Clean, clean your house. Get your activities in order. You know, and it was all these small things that's going to make my spiritual well-being feel so much more calm and joyful and not stressed. You know, I could truthfully tell you, since really working on my hydration and eating healthier, I'm sleeping better. I haven't smoked in the middle of the night in like um, a really long time. It's probably been like a week or so, probably uh, since that last time that I told you that my belly was hurting me, which was maybe like two weeks ago or something like that. So, or a week ago, Father's Day weekend, I think it was. So I haven't smoked through the middle of the night. I feel so much better. I feel like I have so much more energy. There's just so much more things going on from a healthy standpoint that I'm really encouraged to keep going with this. And it's all thanks to really taking a step back to say like, what the fuck are the things that I need to do uh, to make myself better? I feel really great about it, honestly. Fucking specifically reading. Reading has been, I mean, that's made me feel like so much better. You know, you read and you could go anywhere you want to, you know, and it's great because I'm reading several different books at this point in time. I'm reading a book on the bookstore and it's like a romance novel. I'm reading this sci-fi um, erotic novel, which you can find on, on the boutique now, which I'm so excited. The boutique has got its first book on there for sale. Like this boutique is opening up its world to just everything. And it's just, Oh, so amazing. So yeah, this is a sexy sci-fi demon type of sexual book, which is not, not, it isn't anything that I would normally read, which is exact reason why I wanted to read it because I'm trying to branch out and open up and, you know, explore areas that I know nothing about. And then of course business. So like all these different things, they've just been like so helpful uh, to, you know, everything. But all these things are helping me meet helping me be my best self within the lifestyle because I'm so comfortable and confident in all these new learnings and exploring that I'm doing that I just feel so exhilarated and excited to be here, which then enlightens and in height and heightens, I should say, my sexual energy. Because I think that when you're super happy, you feel super sexual. And so all that's super important. Um, and let's see, I got, okay. Um, Holly has to go to work. Um, she's got to do. They they're they're doing this crazy remodel at Sephora at uh, her job. They're bringing Sephora in. Oh, so amazing, so great. All right, so I know that I babbled a lot this morning, and it probably didn't go in any direction or another. And that was simply because I wanted you to really hear and understand what it takes to understand what it is that one wants in life. It's not clear cut. It's super messy. Your thoughts fly in every which direction. Trying to get there is a tough task, but if you stay committed to the task and challenge at hand, you will become your very best self. And I really wanna work on each of us being our very best lifestyler and whatever that means to you. So I do hope that you'll pick up a copy of The Ethical Slut and start reading along with me and bring up topics that you might think are encouraging and lovely to be able to participate in the lifestyle with and you would like to you know talk more learn more about um and if anything else just go join the 75 day challenge so we can really stay committed to being our best selves uh with one another that's what i would really say i'm looking forward to exploring my sexuality so much more oh that's right. That's what this said segment was all about. The fuck machine. I didn't get to tell you about it because my brain went so wonky and wild. That's what really got me on this subject. When I thought about the different things and sexual uh, encounters that make my, my insides go crazy. I don't know. For some odd reason, I really like the fuck machine, right? I've always talked about, like, I like that porn. I watch it a bunch. I, I don't know. There's just something about it that's just so great. Uh, and so a while ago, Spencer had got one. We hadn't used it. You know, he's been crazy working in the backyard and stuff like that. Well, anniversary night, we broke it out. Oh, my God. 
that was probably the most amazing thing ever. You know, I really love the double-sided things of everything. So to have a Pepe in my mouth and then, you know, to have that going on at the same time was probably the best thing ever. And when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, not everybody would really want to participate in, you know, a fuck machine thing like this. And so, you know, number one, to sit here and say out loud, number one, yes, I do love it. Number two, I'm not ashamed of my kink. Number three, I'm so happy that I have a fucking handsome man that will engage in all these like weird activities with me and encourage them and enjoy them with me uh to live my best lifestyle self and to explore my sexuality is fucking fantastic so that's really where i started to think about you know going back to basics of the of the lifestyle and why we're we doing this and what makes us happy and really exploring our best selves because I accomplished one of the things that I've wanted to on my bucket list and so I thought it was a glorious moment. It's so ridiculous. I forgot that that's what it was all about. Um, okay. It's now the end of the show and I have babbled like a mofo this morning and it is time for Mizzy's Madness Giveaway. We have been running a raffle for the entire month of June and that was for you to submit your name into uh, MizzyBender.com for you to receive all podcasts. Uh, email updates, all that other kind of stuff. And I've been putting the names in this jar uh, for the entire month. We'll do that. I'll show you. So I told you guys I wasn't going to show you what was in the bag, but I'm lying. I'll show you now. Okay. So the winner, who I will announce in just a few moments, is going to win an adventure of Mizzy Cup. You got just a basic... Just a regular pineapple. You could do upside down or this way. Uh, it's really fun window decor if you're going to an event or something. Or if you just want to have memory of me in your house. That's great. Good vibes only decal. You have a Mizzy Bender decal. We've got a few packages of Spunk Lube in here. This is great. We have... This is fun. This is a condom case from One Condoms, and there's a couple condoms in there. It's a hard case. It fits perfect in your pocket. It's great. You've got this mini vibe. Can you hear it? From Naughty Indulgence. And then you have a six-month membership to SDC. Put this all back in the package. Now, I know that I said it was valued at $50. That's a lie. It came out to be about $150 altogether. The membership alone for SDC is $100. And then all the other stuff is just like extra goodies. But you guys are also wonderful to me that I wanted to make sure that you guys got a really great goodie bag. Okay, you ready? The dogs are going crazy. I don't, there must be somebody outside my house or something. Here we go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Who's it going to be? I'm going to close my eyes. All right. Ooh. Okay, so the first name is a Joshua. I'm not going to say the last name, but it starts with a D. I will reach out to you via email to get your address so we can send this over to you. All right, folks. I think that that's it. Uh, so, in the meantime, oh my god, it's going to be 4th of July this weekend, isn't it? Yes, it is. Have the best holiday weekend. Be super safe. Enjoy. Uh, that's it. Rock on. Until next time, you guys. I'll talk to you super soon. Ah!